Welcome to the Good Buddies Anime Podcast. I'm your good buddy, Brandon. And I'm your good buddy, Roger. And we back at it. We are. We here say we it are. every week, but here we are again. Can you believe it? Can you believe we it? Ain't, we ain't dead yet. Nope. <laughs> ain't that Not even a little. Oh, uh, snap. How's it been going, big boy? Pretty big, good, man. Big guy? Big guy? Did you call him big girl? What, what big, was that? I, I was going to say guy, and then I was going to say boy, so I said big boy, oh. which <laughs> is pretty. Big goyle. Big <laughs> funny. Pretty funny. How's it going, big guy? I've been doing... I'm okay. I'm hanging in there, dude. Yeah, I started. Right. I started uh, working on streaming this week. I made my first ever I review you, video. I didn't tell you this before we started. I saw you streaming on YouTube. You're playing that Gundam game, and I was like, "Oh man, is he under his name on the PlayStation?" And I sent you a message. Oh yeah, hoping and it, it said you bitch. Up. Did it pop up? I saw it today. You saw it today, but yeah. it wasn't on the stream. No, it wasn't. I wanted to pop up on the stream. It just said dot dot dot. You bitch. bitch. Yeah, something like that. It's really good. I saw it, dude. Uh, yeah, I've been doing most of the same stuff. Watching, watching me shows. Um, also, been really going at it in that scrim. Yeah, I'm playing a lot of Skyrim lately. I mean, I already platinumed it on the PlayStation Three, so I feel like I have to on the Four because it ain't mm-hmm. that hard. It just takes a while. Anyway, but um, I got a quick couple notes from the corrections department, which is me listening to the oh, previous nice. episode. Uh, there's really only one real thing, and that is last week when I was going over some of the amazing names from this freaking series that you see in the rankings. I said there was someone named God Bolus. Incorrect. It was Cod Solus, which I think is funnier. Um, <laughs> further, I also left out one that was one of my favorites. Actually, two of them. There was two that I really loved. Uh, one of which actually shows up in, uh, I think, episode six. Or, no, episode five. It's like in this first episode, so we're going to hear about that anyway. I don't got to go into that now. But there was another one that I totally missed out, which was Landy Toyotomi. Nice. Which just sounds fun to say. It does sound fun to say. It's just fun to say. Landy Toyotomi. Landy Toyotomi. And last week we did have a small audio glitch in. There was an audio glitch. For just a few seconds, there was nothing really I could do to save that. I did change out the wire, and it hasn't happened since. So well, that's good. I think that was the problem. Uh, I I did some reading into the issue because it's happened a couple times in the Let's Play. So I switched out the the fire wire, and it's been running smooth. Your fiery wiry. Yep. I would also like to say that listening to that previous episode, I said fuck and goddamn a lot. <laughs> I'm gonna try to cut down on. <laughs> Got to keep it kid friendly, dude. I mean, you know, I mean, obviously not now because I just dropped both of them. For the boys and the goils. <laughs> the worst. All right. Anyway. So, what have you been watching, big guy? What have I been watching? Yeah. I'll tell you what I haven't been watching. New My Hero Academia. <laughs> oh, yeah. I ain't been watching that either. <laughs> you sad about it, bro? I am. So I could. I could go watch that sub. I was. But I uh, started it in the Yeah, dub. I can't. I, I'm not. The I'm not too, a switcher. It's, I've gone too far to jump over to the sub now. But I will say that I, I looked at it Saturday 
and saw there was a new one, and I was like, <clears throat> oh, there must be a delay or something. And then you text me like, what the hell? Yeah, <laughs> where the hell is this episode? Where the we hell looked it up, my so episode they had a, they had a, I, did, I just wasn't aware of this when it was airing, but they had like a simulcast thing. Yeah. Uh, are we recording? Yes, we're recording, dude. Okay, okay. I didn't see the thing moving. Sorry. But um, <laughs> that's going in the show. Sorry, guys. Way to part that curtain. <laughs> that's not a real wizard. It's just this little, little weird guy yeah. with these livers. All right. But um, yeah, man, they were doing a simulcast thing. Like it was airing the same time it was actually yeah, simul dub, dude. When normally yeah. it was a two week delay, so they're going back to two week delay now. Man, why are you gonna do that to us? Oh, you'll be fine. It just means it'll be even sweeter when you start watching it now. Um, but yeah, man, I've been watching that. I no, did it means watch... it has just been two weeks of trying you'll, not to have it spoiled be, for you'll me. You'll be so good though. You'll be fine. It ain't gonna hurt. I will say I started watching a thing. Um, I have not gotten very far into it because I started watching it last night and then I realized, oh shit, I gotta open tomorrow. So I like got literally three minutes in <laughs> uh, to a show called Flip Flappers that was nice. recommended to me. Flip Flappers. Flip Flappers. Which, Never heard it. As far as I can tell so far is about a, a, a regular girl who meets a magical girl and they go on <clears> adventures <throat> or some shit like that. Oh, nice. I don't know. Sounds fun. Um, but yeah, I have not gotten very far into it. I, I literally was like, oh, I should watch that thing I heard about. And then I looked at the clock. I was like, bitch, it's 3 a.m. and I got to be at work at 10. Hell no. So went straight to sleep. Did you watch that new Fooly Cooly? I did episode? watch New Fooly Cooly. It was my it was favorite one in the batch. Sick. Yeah. I was going to bring that up. It was very, very good. Yeah. New Fooly Cooly is, it, it kind of, it's kind of feels like it's getting, um, it felt the closest to like the original series. Yeah, I would say. It did. Yeah. I still think they need to turn the music up just a little. And you'll be fine. I'm I'm not the person that produces it. I get that, and I know the the first one wasn't as polished as they probably hoped it would. I know you would. can. I know. I know. But what I'm telling do. you, in the first season or the the original series, they do turn the music up louder. They still it's still louder through the the talking and you stuff. You gonna cry about it, bro? No, I'm not gonna cry about it. I thought it was good. I just it's just a a minor thing that I wish would happen. Yeah, no, I'm with you to an extent, but I'm enjoying the show regardless. Yeah, and I can't wait to see where it goes from here because that was a pretty big turn in that mm-hmm. episode. And then we still got like alternative like a few months after, yep. so it's gonna be good shit. Yeah. But yeah. what have you been watching, my dude? Um, my good boy, my good I... sweet boy, my sweet sweet boy. Can we talk about how you keep <clears throat> texting me that fucking picture of Akira, <laughs> and every time I just cry. The, the super <laughs> smiley. There's okay. So our first series we did was Devil Man, which if uh, please if you haven't watched it, go back and watch it. I mean, I certainly can't because once was enough. But damn, it was good. But fucking, he sends me this picture of Akira as the main guy before he becomes Devil Man, and he's just st- standing there like smiling. It's and a looking super all big cute. smile. And I just every like time it's I'm from just eye to eye smile. I think almost. every time you send that to me, I just say back, "My beautiful boy," and yeah, I like start crying because he was he was so happy and so innocent, and then his <laughs> life got fucked all the way to hell yeah. literally god what a show but you keep sending me that shit and i'm just like <laughs> every time i have a chance i throw that out there at brandon son of a bitch i wait for him to leave me open for a perfect response for that that picture the fucking worst you sent me the one of nanachi crying too yeah like you just you just like it when i'm sad i do of, man you bastard yeah. all right i'm saying i'm but. cussing too much it's your turn <laughs> but what have you been watching um <laughs> i finished up the third season of my boobie anime God, I, and I still really like that, that is the anime. name of it now. It's yeah. just called My Booby. High School anime. DXD is what it's called. Yeah, all right. the The new season is like is D. currently <laughs> being streamed on Verve. You can watch it in dub or sub. But I'm just waiting for that one to finish out, and once they do the Blu-ray release or whatever, just pile on it. 
Yeah, once they do that, and they, well, right now it's censored too, and you know how I feel about that shit. Oh, this guy. Um, <laughs> God. So I'm just gonna wait to get the full booby glory, and Jesus then Christ. I'll watch the rest of the new season. She watched that Shimonetta in the meantime, because that's the only one of those I could actually get with so far. Yeah. I, I might have to watch it. It's I did. Good. I did start a new Ending anime. Fucking ripped. Oh, you I actually watched a, a few episodes of School Rumble too. If anybody has uh, never watched that, you totally should. It is really great. It was still making me laugh. Hell yeah! But I, I tell me about this on, new this new anime you started watching. Uh, it's called Hina Matsuri. Hina Matsuri. Yeah. So there's a girl with uh, like psychokinetic powers. I'm already in. Uh, we got a carry situation. So you got you got this this guy is she named, picked his, on. No. Okay. Um, you got this guy named Nita. He's a Yakuza member. Okay, he lives kind of a, a lavish life. He buys vases. His name's Nita? Yeah, Nita. That's my grandma's he, name. Cool. Nice. He <laughs> buys vases and, and crap like that. And um, this cloud appears in his apartment above his head. And this little metal thing bonks him on the head. He's like, I've had too much to drink tonight. And he goes to bed. Uh, the metal thing has a face inside of it, too. Like, just sticking on the outer area. I'm so lost already. So he goes to bed and he wakes up and he's like, it's still there. So he rolls up and finds a button. A girl pops out. The the psychokinetic girl. Uh, Hina. <laughs> and so she... Okay, so you know in like the dub for Violet Evergarden, how kind of flat Violet is when mm-hmm. she speaks? This girl speaks the same way. All right. Um, But she's really like... She's kind of like... Uh, I don't really know how to describe her personality. It's very um, upfront. Very yeah, up she's front. very strange. I mean, she's kind of quiet and super monotone, and she says what she wants and tries to get what she wants, but, you know, she never does it in, like, a super flashy anime way. Okay. It's really hard to describe. This feels this like the thing you just kind of kind of watch. feels like yeah. the thing you just got to watch. Um, And I am quite enjoying it. It's, Is there a big will they, won't they? Will they, won't they what? You know, fuck. Oh, no, no. <laughs> okay. No, she's like, uh, she decides that she's like, Nita, I want to go to middle school. Okay. So she's a first year middle school student. Well, that's fun. Um, so out of nowhere, this Yakuza member is taking care of this little girl. Is he like a real tough guy? He's got like a scar on his face and shit. No, no, Does not he have at tattoos? all. Tattoos. He's actually kind of a. He's kind of a. He's like a weenie Yakuza. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> and all right, it's like he's just a guy that kind of. Was this, was this nice on things. Verb? Is this on Verb? It's on Verb. Yeah, right, I'll have to check it out. What was um, it called again for the Hina listeners? Hina Matsuri. Hina Matsuri. Yeah, but it, it's been making me laugh. Another one appeared, uh, another girl or whatever. Well, she also in a metal thing. Uh, yes, she did. She was. She Christ. came to, to bring Hina back to where they came from, which is kind of vague about what that is. I'm assuming we'll figure out later. I'm only five episodes in. And uh, so some stuff happens. She can't get back. She's living in a, a community with a bunch of hobos. <laughs> I mean, hell yeah, She's, I guess. She, yeah. This show oh, sounds really weird, bro. Yeah, and it's really great. It's making me laugh. It's 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 kind of adorable. That's that's really what it is. It's kind of adorable. And the Yakuza member, Nita or whatever, he's kind of an ass. He doesn't want a kid. He doesn't even know why he's taking care of this girl. Okay. But she also will twist his arm behind his back if he starts being an ass. And uh, overall, it's great. Everybody thinks that he's a dad, too. Oh, that's he's adorable. He's trying to spend uh, father-daughter time. Kind of like and, a Bakuraman kind of thing? Yeah, kind of like that. Okay. So I haven't watched it. <laughs> it it's very good. But I, I recommend, from what I've seen, I recommend it. I, I've been enjoying it. That's it sounds what, pretty great, man. That's what I've been watching, though. 
All right. Finished up the boobies. Gonna, moved gonna, on to something a little more wholesome. Slightly more light, lighthearted and you yeah. know, less titty-centric. And a little school rumble. If you guys haven't watched that, definitely do. Is that is that what is that? It's a slice of life life anime, oh, yeah. but it's super goofy. All right, sounds sounds like a sounds like it's a, a romantic time, comedy, really. And there's tons and tons of stupid love triangles. Oh, nice. Oh, uh, you would absolutely love it. I am sounds so, like something I'd be. Into. I am so one hundred percent sure that you would love it. You've been right before. Yeah, it's one hundred percent, no doubt in my mind that you wouldn't love this stupid show. All right, well, but also Hina Matsuri is good too. I'll Let's check get those in. Out. To, to the breakdown? Break it Megalobox, we are covering episodes five through nine today. Yes, we are. And we are That's starting, of five course, damn episodes. with episode five. Let's hit it, because, shit, we're going to be yeah, here for three hours. Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Episode five. <clears throat> the Man from Death. Oh yeah. This one starts with a pretty sweet flashback. Mm-hmm. Uh, we see this guy. He's some kind of soldier, some kind of war going on. Uh, and our guy that we're following, uh, proceeds through a bombed out building. There's corpses everywhere. He sees like a butterfly flipping around mm-hmm. with like a really like neon blue wings, which is it's pretty that cool life looking. is strange butterfly. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah. it's exactly that. It absolutely. Okay. I still haven't played that game. You know, I, I literally own, did I tell you I own the special edition of life is strange and life is strange before the store and I've yet to open either of them. Me and Corey did uh, the awesome adventures of Captain Spirit, the full playthrough mm-hmm. today. Oh, the, nice. It's pretty much a prequel to Life is Strange yeah, yeah, 2. Yeah. We did the whole playthrough for the Let's Play. We'll, we'll probably air one of those I really got to get on those because I'm sure I Oh, it's them. horribly depressing. I believe it. You know, that's that <laughs> shit I like. I, lo- I love crying. All right. But uh, he's going through this this building with all these corpses. He sees what looks like a swaddled baby under one of these bodies. He turns it over, finds it is, in fact, a bomb. He looks up. He that's sees not the, a baby. That's not a baby that's at all. That's an explosive. Well, honey, I did blow up the kid. Yeah. All right. But he he sees this bomb. He freaks. He sees that butterfly. It's like maybe the last thing he sees until there's a huge explosion. And in the me, when he goes over there to do that, all that we see him take off that his helmet and see that it is in fact our, uh, the dude who Papa pops was talking to, who we find out in the next scene is named Aragaki. Aragaki. Yeah, uh, Pops is talking to him. His name's Aragaki. Uh, Pops says he, uh, Nambu is talking about how he can't believe that he's alive, first of all. Says it's a miracle uh, just sitting here with you. It's just like the good old days. He actually starts tearing up a little bit, Nambu. Mm-hmm. He's very emotional about this. And Aragaki uh, says, don't look down like that. Your, uh, your megaloboxing saved me because uh, he was his coach, uh, you find out. But then uh, and Nambu thanks him and he says, well... I mean, thank you for accepting this fight. I mean, you ranked so high, you didn't have to do this because freaking, you know, let's not forget, Joe is still ranked 102 at this point, and this guy who he's about to fight, Aragaki, is in fact number 17. And Aragaki gets up, starts walking away, and he says, uh, well, I've decided I, that I want to destroy him. And the, the whole time, I love this, because the whole time this scene is playing out, there's like this kind of emotional like piano music. This ding, 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 like this kind of thing going. Mm-hmm. And then as soon as he stands up and he says, oh, well, I decided I want to destroy him. The music just stops. Like there's no fade out. It just cuts instantly. And fucking Nam- uh, Nambu just looks at him. He's like, what? And he says, oh, well, it's time for you to pay your portion of, uh, of debt for the things I've lost. Like, he's got some kind of grudge he's holding. Back at the boat, Nambu says they can't take this fight. Joe is very upset, obviously, because he knows that's the best way that he can get his uh, get it up in the ranks. Uh, 
Um, Nambu tells him he knows everything I have to teach and he hasn't changed at all. And Sachio isn't so sure. He pulls up uh, this dude's stats and we see that he is staying alive is what his name is. T.L. Aragaki. Uh, he lost both of his legs in that explosion. He fights on these prosthetic metal legs from the knee down. Yeah. We also see in that shot that uh, some of the recent fights he's had, one of which is that name that I, uh, that I forgot to mention last time, which is one of my favorites. Let me tell you about Supercorn Marashang. Supercorn. Supercorn Marashang, which sounds like a made It sounds like one of those, like, like you see in the Key and Peel skit where they're doing like the football teams and they're doing the goofy ass names and shit. Oh my, my name's Razmataz Bazdaz Taz or something like that. It sounds like one of those super corn marshang. Now, Roger, do you want to tell me what that was on your phone just now? Um, <laughs> it was. It's actually a video on YouTube. Somebody uh, liked one of my comments. I was just checking it. Oh, uh, okay. Sorry. Let's see. Megalo box. You really doing that during the during the? <laughs> I just wanted to see, man. Hey, it's wait. Got, it actually, does, does the Megalo box video have an actual animation on it this time instead of just a still image? Is that what that was? What was that? No, this wasn't our video. Oh, okay. I commented on you commented else's on video something. Okay. About that timing thing that I was telling you about that we'll get into on the last. You thing. do okay. Well, we'll get to that metro. It's got twenty likes. That's it's, what I was checking. This isn't the Rogers likes podcast. My thing buzzed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Anyway, Continue on, sir. anyway, um, but yeah, he lost both his legs in the explosion. Fights with these prosthetics. Nambu is, sees this and he is shaken by this, and he tells Joe, "No, we need to skip Hashtag this fight." Hashtag shook. Hashtag shook. Joe refuses. Nambu, uh, thanks for a moment, and then he tosses uh, Joe these little uh, like training gloves. And he's like, "All right, fine." And so they get in the ring and they're going at it, man. And Nambu is training uh, Joe on keeping his distance right. He says, your punches are strong, but if you get too close, too far away, they lose all their power. No special tricks this time. We have to polish up what you already have. So next scene, we see Joe coming back from a run. Him and Sancho sit down to eat. And Sancho, this has nothing to do with anything, but... I love this. Uh, I like this line. Joe tells Sachio that maybe if he worked out instead of uh, he needs to work out instead of like using the uh, fiddling with his electronics all the time and his machines. And Sachio says, "I don't really do the whole exercise thing," which is pretty great. Yeah, feel you, Sachio. I feel, I feel you, Sachio. Uh, damn, I used to work out. And me too. Now, now I'm sad school. about things. All right, uh, but yeah, Satyo pulls up some of Aragaki's old fights. Uh, he started boxing ten years ago. He was called to fight in this war because uh, he was in the reserves, and then he started up fighting again three years before now. Uh, his opponents, they see in these pictures, are brutalized. I mean, they're carried out on a stretcher. They're covered in these huge welts and like blood everywhere. He beats the shit out of his opponents. Um. But then there's a brief flashback. We see, um, I think it, it was uh, Nambu and uh, 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 Aragaki uh, when they when they were like training or something. But then we see Nambu at the Veterans Affairs office, present time. Uh, he meets with Aragaki's trainer, who we later find out there's like one. They say his name like one time during the fight, and it's Mister Miyagi. Um, yeah. <laughs> Which is pretty great. Yeah. He calls him Coach Miyagi. It's amazing. But uh, uh, Aragaki's uh, trainer, Miyagi, he takes uh, Nambu over to this graveyard out back of the uh, Veterans Affairs building. 
And he shows him all these graves and he tells him that there's actually a very high suicide rate among these veterans, which this is an episode where we're going to talk about suicide a few times. So, Mm -hmm. I mean, if that if that bothers you, please take note. Skip ahead to to episode six. Yeah, there might even be a mention or two in there. But damn. Yeah. Argaki's Argaki, Argaki, got some issues, clearly, and he's trying to come to terms with them. But uh, Miyagi uh, tells Nanbu that Argaki lost everything, but he knew you would be waiting for him and you weren't. And Nanbu says, hey, that's not fair. I thought he was dead. Uh, and Miyagi t- tells him, yeah, but you never tried to confirm it or anything. You just took off. And Nambu just looking down, he doesn't want to admit anything. And he says, hey, can you tell Argaki something for me? And he's like, what? He says, tell him it's fine if he hates me, but don't bring that into the match. And Miyagi just looks at him like, oh, you don't want to ask forgiveness? And Nambu just tells him, this whole thing plays out like such a, like, it really, I get the whole, like, the relationship between coach and and uh trainee and whatnot and mm-hmm. all that stuff and how how it is like a real relationship and shit this whole thing plays out like such a love triangle <laughs> yeah kind of uh and nambu looks at me says and yeah, we just went different directions <laughs> which fine accurate um argaki's talking to his trainer he tells uh the trainer tells him you know you shouldn't be fighting this guy he's lower ranked if you want to get into the megalonia you need to be fighting at higher ranks and Aragaki tells him, uh, oh, no, no, no. we already been over this. This guy's red hot right now. People love him. He pl- fights with that gears. It's a great way to bring in sponsors so I can pay you guys back. And Miyagi tells him, we're not doing this for money or reparations, dude. He says, uh, we know what this is about. And he says, you're jealous of his new student. You you look like a dog who was abandoned by its owner. Just, Jesus, pretty rough. Yeah, if you ever abandon your dog, I hate you. Yeah, you're a monster. You're an actual monster. And don't listen to my podcast. I think I think we can. You know what? We're taking a firm stance. If you're one of those people that just drops their and dog look, off look, at a ro- on a road, mm-hmm. we're not we're not we're not gonna make any fans here. But we we know what we're about, and it is not abandoning your pets. Yeah, that's I would not die. that is not a hard line to take. I mean, we're not <laughs> heroes for that, but <laughs> I would agree. You know what? Also, I hate pedophiles. Let's just get all the yeah, let's just get all the easy ones out of the way. Bitches. If you murder people, you're a sack of shit. Yeah, racist. Hate racist. Em. You're Can't a monster. All right, <laughs> that's all the easy ones, right? Yeah, man. Trump supporters. Okay, well, <laughs> I mean, I agree, but shit. Now we are losing fans. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Why are we talking politics? This is not the. Lose all your following podcast. <laughs> it's too late. It's already gone. You're going to edit this out, right? They're already gone. They closed this 10, 20 seconds ago. All right. Uh, we see a brief flashback. Argaki, uh, after he's come home, he is... Here's here's your sui- suicide TW, guys. Uh, he is sitting on his bed. He does not have his prosthetics. He's still got bandages around him. This is very soon after he came home. And he is sitting there. He has a gun in his mouth. And he almost ends it, but... His uh, boxing gloves are hanging on the wall right in front of him, and the slip of paper falls out of one of them. And he sees it, and he looks down, and it's a uh, it's some kind of like dog race ticket for a dog uh, named Carpe Diem. Uh, and he falls to his knees, and he just starts crying and screaming. And then we see him going by 
uh, Nanbu's old gym, which is now closed up. Uh, he's back from the war in this scene in a wheelchair. He rolls through, rolls by Nanbu's old gym. Bunch of glass windows. He tries the door. It's locked. And for a second, he sees Nanbu, like in the reflection of the door, a younger Nanbu. Not much younger, granted, but a younger Nanbu. And he tells him, this is your home. Remember that. I'll be waiting. And it's, we then uh, flashback over. Do you recall if he had both eyes or just one eye at that point? I think he, I, you know, I'm not sure. I think he had one eye. Uh, You know what? I wasn't paying attention to that. I didn't I, think about it until just now, so... Well, let me pull up the episode, but... Um, you don't have to do that, dude. I'm not going to do that, but... Yeah, I'm not... I think... You know, maybe he did have both... I think he did have both eyes, actually, because I remember him wearing that goofy fucking headband. Yeah. And I I think he had both eyes. I'm pretty sure he did, in fact. Ah, right, we'll look at it later. Yay! Look, we break down the episodes. I write down everything. You know You'd think I would have got that one. You yep. think I, you think someone who writes down seven fucking pages of notes for each episode would have got whether or not Nambu had both eyes. Yep. But you know I what? I failed you. You know what? I I'm gonna failed give it... you, and as recompense, I'm quitting the podcast. Goodbye. <laughs> I'm going to give it to the good buddies, dude. Just hold on, hold on. We're going to give it to the good buddies. You guys let us know in a comment somewhere. Don't, you don't have to. Whether or not he had two eyes. Somebody will go see, find it and Rogers, they'll find it quickly. What Roger's doing is fishing for comments. This is something where we could, easy, I could easily just pull that shit up. I'm, I'm fishing for interaction. Yeah, no, you've, you've made it a deal now. I'm going to pull up the fucking episode. Oh my God, this is going to be the longest episode ever. <laughs> you take you take the uh, you take the, 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 the recap from here. Okay, where's the notes? <laughs> the notes. All right, if, see if you can read my shit. Uh, here you go. Uh, so that was the right here. We're right here. Uh, this okay. is coming back from the uh, uh, flashback. It's now current time. And okay. The yeah. I'll be waiting. It's an empty plot now. Wow. Yeah, that's the, well. That's the gym. The gym is gone. Look. Yeah. I it's take... gone. It's gone. Uh, Aragaki uh, stacks. You can't read my handwriting. Give me the thing. It's not like your handwriting is bad. I'm just not used to seeing it. It's pretty bad. <laughs> give it back. He's, give it back. He's something across the street. Uh, Joe, okay. Aragaki, Aragaki's looking at the gym. He's standing across the street. Is that, uh, Does that say stands? I don't know. Let me look. Uh, Yeah, he stands. He stands across the oh. street. All right, here we go. I found the clip. No, he only has one eye. Okay. There he is. One eye. One eye. One eye Nambu. Still got that one eye Nambu. All right. This is this has been the recap recap episode. All right. Thanks for listening. Let's double time this. Guys, I'm so sorry. (laughs) I'm so sorry for everything. It's hot, dude. I'm so sorry for everything. It's okay. All right. I forgive you. (laughs) I'm not apologizing to you, you sack of shit. All right. Um yeah, the gym is now gone. It's an empty plot uh, of land. Aragaki <laughs> is standing across the street, staring at the what used to be Nambu's gym where he trained. And he starts to walk away, starts to leave, and then he hears this, and he turns around to see Joe sitting on his bike, looking at him. And then we get our little break, and then we come back. Nambu and Sancho. We're halfway through the very first episode. Hey, man. I feel like I'm making good time, <laughs> asshole. Uh, Nambu and Sachio, uh, Sachio's telling him that, uh, Sacho, Sacho is telling Nambu that, uh, he's, he's noticed that, uh, Aragaki's gear that he fights with is very low weight. He talks about how that's maybe to, uh, re- uh, keep his stamina. I mean, this dude's like just over 30. We saw from the stats, like 32. Uh, so it makes sense that he, uh, he might not have as much stamina as he used to. 
uh, Pops just kind of blows it off. He's like, no, I mean, this, no, it's to keep him fast. I mean, he's still got more power than Joe, even with that we uh, not as powerful gear, even if it's lightweight and blah, blah, blah. And Sachio kind of gets in his shit and he's like, I mean, how didn't, look, I mean, I'm trying to help us out here. You're just being all mopey. How did you, I know he's your old student, but what's the deal? And how did you not even notice that he, your old student was still fighting and he's so high in the rankings? And Pops just like walks out. He doesn't even say anything to that. And he goes and sits in his truck uh, while he thinks and he says the truth is that he forgot all about him. He just he just really did completely forgot forget about this guy who was such an important part of his life before. And then we see Aragaki and Joe and they are talking and uh, Aragaki makes a comment about how the Nambu he knew would never uh, fi- have someone fight without gear. The stupid gimmick that he's doing. And Joe says, yeah, but uh I, I wouldn't think so either, but uh, the old man knows how to bluff. And Aragaki says, yeah, you must really trust him. And Joe tells him, well, he believes in me, so I believe in him. <clears throat> and Aragaki is like, it's literally a love triangle. Like he's trying to throw a wedge between him. And he says, what's his nature to betray that trust? I just hope that doesn't happen to you. It's like, dude, <laughs> this is a real, this is a fucking catty shit from these big dudes who are going to fight later. Mm-hmm. And uh, Joe, undeterred, just kind of smirks at him and says, oh, are you saying it's Pops' fault your legs ended up like that? Uh, and he says, he tells him that you can believe whatever you want, but you have to make a decision about what happens now or something like that. And then he says, you want to destroy me, don't you? And Aragaki turns and just looks just so pissed when he says that. Like, he's got the tiny pupil and everything. He's pissed. And Joe tells him, well, then go right ahead, but just don't expect it to be easy. Like, my dude is off his shits. He's ready to go. So now we're training. Uh, Joe and Nanbu are doing some training. Nanbu tells him to stay balanced. He tells him to split it even, which is a thing. Which is a theme that comes back later. Uh, he tells him that Aragaki is really quick when switching from defense to attack, so there's no room for error here. you got to be fast. you got to stay, keep your distance, keep your balance. You cannot mess up. And... Joe kind of stops for a second. He's like, you still don't think I can win? And uh, Joe tells him, um, I didn't write this part down, but he says something like, you know, uh, even before when we were fighting, if you thought I didn't have a chance, you'd at least tell me I I could win. Man, when did you start caring about me? You never cared about me like this back in uh, in those old fights. And Nambu tells him, I still don't, kid. And they keep going. Uh, Oh, and Joe tells him, well, fine, I'll just win my way then. Uh, we then see a brief scene. It's another flashback. Uh, this is Aragaki's nightmare. He's in that same blowed out building and he sees that body and he sees that bomb and he starts to run away from it. And then the body grabs his ankle and holds him there. And he looks down and it's Nanbu who's holding him. Just pretty fucked up. But, uh, uh, he then wakes up in the stadium uh, in the in his locker room in the stadium and he's getting ready for the fight. Joe's also getting ready in his locker room uh, with Sachio, but Pops isn't there. Nambu's not there. Nambu is in fact outside of Aragaki's room when he when him and his crew start to walk toward the ring and Nambu starts pleading with him. He says, you're right. I ran from what we had. You can hate me, but don't date Joe. Um, don't hate Joe because he didn't have anything to do with it. Uh, he just, Aragaki ignores him. They go to the ring and in the ring... Uh, Nambu remembers seeing, uh, we see like when Aragaki was pronounced, uh, 
was listed as killed in action uh back when Nambu's at the gym watching it on TV and he sees mm-hmm. this list of names, list of pictures and he sees him on there and he just freaks out. He says, no, that's bullshit. He can't be dead. He can't be. And he throws a table through the TV and starts screaming and crying. It's like so rough. Um, we also see, if you look closely, you can see that they are all listed as here. I've got the picture here. I took a shot of it because I thought this was interesting. Uh, two things. One, they are all listed as being part of the United Nations peacekeeping force. All these guys. They're also from a bunch of different companies. Uh, Argaki was from the fifth company, it looks like here. Here's an interesting thing. Uh, we're going to call it a translation error for sure because they're all from, many of them are for different companies. All of them have the TH at the end. So there's someone from the second th and the first th, oh, okay. which is pretty great. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, there's uh, quite a few people here. Uh, I'm not going to go over these names because they're not funny. Well, Fu- Fujio Date. Fujio Date is kind of funny. But, yeah, there's a bunch of dudes who ended up dead uh, in this war. And we don't know, like, who the war is with or anything. We know that they were with the United Nations Peacekeeping Force, so there's no telling. But, yeah, man, shit. Um, so now they're in... Uh, they're still in the ring. We see that scene where he has a flashback and throws a... T- uh, table through the TV. Aragaki's uh, trainer, Mr. Uh, Miyagi, tells him that this fight is so that you can move on and you gotta, you know, get in there and do it. So they start fighting versus Aragaki. Staying alive, Aragaki. I love that name. They start, they're jabbing at each other. It seems fairly even. Uh, Joe even taunts him a bit. He, like, kind of holds up his hand and, like, mocks like he's punching himself. And uh, they keep going at it, but he takes a a huge hit from Aragaki and goes down real hard. And as the episode ends as the count gets up to nine. And that's the end of the episode. And what's our little subtitle on that? What was the title? It is. So, where are you from? From the other side. From hell. Yeah, it's a good one. Mm-hmm. All right, episode six. Episode six, <clears throat> which is... Until the last dog dies. Yeah, this is a fun one. This yeah. one, this is a very good, very cool fight. Um, Roger was telling me that the other fights, like earlier than this one, were decent, but they were okay. But this is the one where, like, it just it started getting real badass. Mm-hmm. And I'm inclined to agree. This was good stuff. Uh, this one starts with another flashback. Nambu is training Argaki. Have you noticed that in every flashback, like normally the subtitles are just like black lined in the sub in the flashbacks, they're all blue. I didn't notice that, no. Yeah, that's that's one that I noticed uh, in the first few episodes. Whenever there's a flashback, it's all the subtitles always have a blue trim around them instead of black, which is kind of useful because some of these is like you'll see a scene and then later you'll see that same scene, but it's a flashback and you're like, wait a minute, okay, blue subtitles, got it. Yeah. So yeah, it's pretty. that's pretty useful. I'm glad they did that. But Nambu's training Aragaki. He tells him, uh, split your weight evenly, make it 50-50, uh, which is the same advice he was giving to Joe. And uh, he also tells Aragaki, it's all for tomorrow. That's how you get to a better tomorrow, if you can keep your stance like that. Uh, Back in the ring, Joe gets back up at the nine count. And while he was down and they were counting, uh, Aragaki was like just staring at Nambu like, you know, this is for you pretty much because he's the one he's got beef with. But when Joe gets back up, he looks at him and says, hey, what are you looking at? I'm the one you got to beat, remember? Which is pretty good. Uh... 
Sachio asks Nambu if he knows of any weaknesses in Argaki. He trained him after all, and he says, no, no, he's on another level. This guy is so fast. He, he uses these springs in his... Uh, in his prosthetics to just yeah. constantly be bouncing back and forth. It does it is not a whole lot of power because of these uh these prosthetic legs, but he can counter as soon as he dodges. He's incredibly fast. Joe is getting beat pretty bad. He goes for a hold to get a break for a little bit and uh he he Aragaki gets him back off of him and Joe almost eats a huge huge punch. He like could not get his hand up fast enough, but the bell stops him, uh, stops, uh, stop, rings, and Aragaki stops just short, which is really, really close. Uh, in the corner, Pops is saying that he's going to throw in the towel. Nambu wants to wants to get out of this one, but Joe won't let him. Uh, he says, no way, we're going to do this. Round two, Joe gets back up. He's got his stance right, and he's mumbling to himself, split it even 50-50, and Nambu actually from the, from the sideline says, oh, now he starts taking my advice, <laughs> which is pretty good. Uh, Aragaki hears him saying this, split it even 50-50, split it even 50-50. And he goes wide-eyed. He he gets a little upset because that was the same advice he got. He knows that he, he, like, he knew he was training them, but now he's like, oh, this is the same shit. And he tells him, that won't help against me. And he just runs in and knocks the crap out of Joe. He goes down. He gets back up. And Nambu's telling him to get in close so that he, has, he can't hit him as hard. He can't have as much power. And uh, Joe... Uh, from the ring calls out to him uh, hey man you told me no, none of those plans or tricks are going to work this time I mean he's ready to just make this one a slugfest and that's what it appears to be turning into Joe is taking a beating but he's staying on his feet until the bell and he's a little woozy at the bell but he gets back to his side uh, Aragaki has another flashback it's the same one from earlier but we see a bit more of it he says 50-50 uh, split it even no matter how hard things get hold your form and tomorrow will be rating it's all for tomorrow, Aragaki. Which actually, well, we'll get to that in a second. Uh, he says that uh, Aragaki from uh, his corner, his trainer, Mr. Miyagi, is telling him the, you know, this guy, he's breaking down. Uh, this is this is gonna. He he he's standing up, but his spirit is breaking. You can break him. Just keep just keep hitting him, and you'll break his spirit. And Aragaki tells him, "Oh, don't worry. It'll be over in the next round." Nanbu. From hit from the other corner is sure that Aragaki just wants him to uh, watch Joe get beat on. He he's doing this to get at him. Not it's not about Joe. Joe says no, that's not true. Uh, when they talked before and when they're fighting now, he wants to win and he wants to win just like I do. And that's why he doesn't want to throw in the towel. He says there's no way I'll run from that. Uh, Joe spends the whole round blocking pretty much. He even uh tries to get in Aragaki's head a little bit. He says, oh come on, you can't destroy me like that. And Nambu, at this point, while he's watching him fight, he ad- he finally admits into himself that he was wrong to run from Aragaki, that it was his mistake, and that he was you know he didn't he didn't do what he said he would and be there waiting for this guy, but he doesn't want Joe to have to pay for his mistakes, and Joe takes a pretty huge hit in the stomach and goes down again like it's one of those where you see him like and like his mouthpiece flies out and there's just blood coming out of his mouth as he hits the ground. It's rough, but he goes down real hard. Aragaki is certain that he's not getting up and he turns away like, all right, we're done. And then, but then he turns back when he hears Nambu screaming to Joe to stay down, but he doesn't. Joe is back up and Aragaki's a little shocked by that. And in his head, Joe says, I don't give a damn about what happened between you two. 
this guy's in my way, so I'm gonna beat him. And it's just it's just building on both sides, man. It's really good mm-hmm. stuff. You just you got a real emotional connection from both of these guys as to why they're doing what they're doing, and holy moly, is going down. Uh, Aragaki starts punching at him again. He says, uh, why do you, he tells him, why do you keep standing as he keeps wailing on him? And Joe's takes some real, real heavy hits, but he keeps chanting, split it even, split it even, 50-50. He keeps going, and Aragaki's so pissed. He goes for this huge punch, and he tells him, uh, he just screams, shut up. And he goes for this big swing, which is a real interesting one, because it's kind of like he's standing up, and he, like, punches down. Like with his right hand, he's going like like a lower cut, basically, mm-hmm. which is not, I don't think that's a real thing, but that's what he's doing. And it's like a big overhead punch going downward. Simultaneously, we see Aragaki when he was in his wheelchair at Nambu's gym. He was trying to get in and the door was locked and he does that same motion, punching through the window and falling through in a heap and just this depressed heap trying to get into this gym. And he goes for it in the... In that uh, flashback, you see him punch through the window and fall in. In the ring, Joe ducks it and just knocks him down real, real hard. But he gets back up at the eight count. And everybody, everybody's fairly shocked he knocked him down. But he gets back up at eight. And they finish the round. And they are, they are going and going and going. And it's, a, it's really rough stuff. But they finish the round. Nambu back in the corner tells Joe he's got to keep his guard up. Uh, and Joe says, "Oh, you want to win now?" And uh, Nambu tells him, "You bet your ass, I do." <laughs> which is a pretty good one. Uh, Aragaki, uh, his trainer tells him, "Hey, that was just a lucky punch. You're gonna break. You're breaking this guy." And he says, "No, that wasn't a lucky punch. He aimed it. He knew what he was doing." And he tells him uh, again, "Well, you need to break his spirit. He's only he's standing up. He's on pure adrenaline at this point." Uh, when they start the round, when they start round four, uh, Nanbu says, no, 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 Joe's too tough. There's no breaking him. He says he's like a red hot iron and every hit is making him tougher. Uh, Joe's on the offensive. He's going in. He's really punching at him. Argaki actually hesitates a couple times and he actually goes up against the ropes, but he gets back. He gets back into the fight, but when he hits the ropes, something pops in one of his, uh, in one of his legs, like where his knee connects to the prosthetic. And at this point, it just turns into a straight-up slugfest. They are both hitting real hard. They are both connecting. There is blood and fucking everything's going out, man. I mean, they are really, really punching. It is wild. Um, Wild is buck. Wild is crazy. So crazy. (laughs) Is that how you say it? Yeah. It's good stuff, though. Man, I mean, it's just a straight-up slugfest. There's a real sweet, like, 360 where it's just, like, spinning around the two of them, and they're just pow, 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 beating the crap out of each other. It's really good stuff. What What are you doing Keep going, now? buddy. What are you doing? Nothing, dude. You taking a picture of your laptop? No, I'm taking a picture of you with the laptop. We're doing Instagram right now, multitasking. Don't do that. Yeah, man. Let me... get, get you on there. We gotta yeah. get you on there. No, no. Get your book to your face. I'm right, sorry about that. I'm posing for a picture. All right. <laughs> Freaking worse, dude. Um, but yeah, straight up slugfest. They're going at it. They stop at the bell just short of this huge, like, double punch. Uh, and then as they're standing there with their fists, like, inches from each other's faces when they're about to hit, uh, they both just kind of grin at each other. Like, like, yeah, that was a good one. And they sit back down in their, in their respective uh, corners, and Aragaki, as he's sitting there, 
uh, he's thinking to himself as his trainer's like, you know, wiping his face and whatnot. And he says, he just goes for tomorrow, huh? And when the, when the bell rings for the next round, Argaki doesn't stand up. He just stays sitting. And Joe's declared the winner uh, by TKO. And as he's standing there, uh, Sachio runs in the ring, says, Joe, Joe, you did it. And he's like, yeah, I did. And then he just kind of falls. He appears to collapse. You don't actually see him laying in the ring, but he appears to just collapse after this one. Um, Aragaki is helped out uh, by Coach Miyagi. Uh, and he's talking to him. He, he's actually got one arm around around two of these dudes like they're actually helping him walk out because his leg is in fact messed up and uh coach Miyagi tells him he was a he was about to throw in the towel and call the fight anyway uh Aragaki's leg is hurt and he said I can't have you uh I, I can't uh keep training you if you can't walk he actually you find out that his leg was actually hurt pretty bad and that uh he might never walk again if he kept pushing himself but after the fight, he's in his uh, Aragaki's in his locker room, and Nambu goes to visit him, and they talk for a bit, and they kind of they kind of get some closure. Aragaki says that's what he wanted was closure. He said uh, he wanted to overcome what he felt, everything that he felt was responsible for his pain. But he realized that no matter what, it's his decision what happens next. Like Joe told him, and he tells him, "My tomorrow starts today." And he asks Nambu to give Joe the old dog race ticket. He still got it. He gives it to Nambu. Uh, you find out that the day that uh, Aragaki was shipping out, Nambu gave it to him as kind of a good luck charm. He says, I wanted to take you out to a nice dinner, but I bet all my money on this so I would have enough to pay for us. And, well, I lost. But he calls it a good luck charm. And Aragaki tells him that ticket saved my life. Which is fitting because it's all about you know, making it to tomorrow. Um, and the dog's name was Carpe Diem. Seize the day. It's pretty good. Um, and that's that's where their scene kind of ends. And then the last bit here is there's a party for the announcement of the third Megaloni entry. We already it's know. It's a freaking party. It's a big old party. Yeah, man. We, we about to see some pee-pee. No, what? Pee-pee Iglesias? Pepe Iglesias does, does show up for a second. His name is Pepe. Pepe Iglesias. Pepe, Pepe, my good buddy Pepe. It's kind of <laughs> like how you got you got uh, memes and maymays. You got memes. Those are maymays. This is Pepe. All right, but um, yeah, we already know that. Obviously, Yuri the champion is number one. Pepe Iglesias is number two. Uh, number three, Glenn Burroughs, who's this gigantic heavyweight, like blonde dude with these big ass sideburns. He looks like he looks like he whips some shit. He's American. He's very American. He he looked well. He's he's some kind. Of, I don't know if they say American or European. Did they say American? Yeah. Okay. He's a giant man. Um. He looks like a fucking Nord from Skyrim. I've been playing too much Skyrim, but um. Yeah. He uh. He's called the Bloody Lion, and he's kind of pissed off because the crowd only wants to know who's gonna be next. They don't have any questions for him. They actually ask about Joe. Like, hey, is this Joe guy gonna get in? And she's like, Well, don't worry about it. We'll be announcing who the final one will be in a few days. Uh, outside, Yuri is uh, kind of chilling on the balcony, and this guy Mikio comes over to him and talks to him. And they see Joe on one of these big outdoor uh, screens, and Yuri's like, "Oh, damn, it's him!" And Mikio says, "Oh yeah, Yukiko told me about your uh, running with that guy." And he just kind of sneers at the at the TV with Joe on it. And he says, yeah, "Megalonia is no place for stray dogs." And that's episode six. Before we continue to episode seven, I do want to talk about the suicide thing for a second. 
-hmm. Like not not a big not not making a big deal out of it, but as someone who has had friend and family members who have committed suicide, eh, look, if you can make it to tomorrow, that's good. And that's what Aragaki learned. That's amazing. Yeah. And, you know, I've always heard people say, you know, just don't do it. Life gets better, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, you, you know, I'm not I'm not going to say don't do it because it's your life. You do what you want. But I am going to say if you anyone out there, if you're struggling with these thoughts, if you've ever thought of suicide, if you've already decided you're going to do that shit then at least just humor your good buddy Brandon and talk to someone first. Yeah, get you some help. Just even if even if it's just like, you know, one of those hotlines or something, those people are designed to just talk to you, if it's a friend, if it's a family member, if you don't have any friends, find anyone. Yeah, somebody, just, will, somebody will listen to you. Someone will listen to you, I promise someone will. And just talk about it, man. Yeah. That's all I wanted to say. Thank you. But that's episode that six. Very kind of you. I try. But we're going on to episode seven. Wait, hold on. We got our little tag at the oh, end. Oh, we do six. have a little tag at the end. What was the title of that one in the tag? Uh, the title was Until the Last Dog Dies. The tag is The Midsummer Heat Might Drive a Dog to Kill, But It Will Never Break Him. I mean, it's breaking us. We fucked up a yeah. lot this episode. It's it also very, very hot. hot. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. Episode seven. Episode seven. We're trucking through The Road to Death. I'm sorry if I'm rushing through these a little bit, but it's five episodes and it's yeah, very Yeah, no, you're hot okay, man. I, I don't think shit. anybody's judging you. We are on the road to death. I ain't judging you, man. But uh, from here, this one starts out with another one of those sweet, sweet raps and montages. We see that kid with the jersey going through and uh, they're actually rapping this one a little bit. I don't remember exactly the. I don't remember the rap because I don't speak Japanese. But the it begins with him just going "Gearless Joe, Gearless Joe," which is pretty great. Uh, at one point, uh, the rapper drops in a "Sweet Dreams Are Made of These," which was pretty sweet. Yeah. In between some Japanese lyrics that I can't understand, I have to look up the translation of these because they are pretty good. But uh, the point of this one, this montage, is that Joe's face is everywhere there are posters there are people reading the papers they're at the dog races and whatnot and they're watching like you know all this stuff uh they're watching this and they like look up from their papers for a second and then look right back down and every one of these papers has joe's pictures in it there are girls sexy sexy girls getting his face tattooed on their hips and whatnot it's great there's actually a bit where you see them getting this tattoo the yes the dogs the dog, damn dogs every time that's joe out there man that ain't that ain't Joe, dude. That's that's junk dog, baby. But uh, we see these. Uh, we actually see a scene where this girl is getting the tattoo on her leg, and then later she pulls up to uh, Abuhachi, the the mechanic from the first couple episodes, and he just kind of gives him a a, which is <laughs> pretty nice. Um, but yeah, it's a pretty great little little scene there. Um, we then see Mikio Shirado who is number seven, his little, uh, you can't see the whole thing here, but you see it later. So I'll just say his little subtitle thing is ace in the hole. That's his, uh, Mikio ace in the hole, Shirado versus, uh, sugar R Hill, who is called breaking sugar R Hill. That's his. And it is sugar, not sugar because it's spelled they, with an they E. They still call him sugar a lot. They do though. call, yeah, but I mean, it's the way it's spelled. It's not spelled yeah. like sugar. I mean, maybe that's how you pronounce it, but it's not spelled like sugar, like the actual, with an A, it's spelled with an E. It's also Sugar Hill, the Sugar Hill gang. Mm -hmm. He's from Team Block Party. He is a very, very strong looking bald black man. It's like, all right, I feel like y'all went a little in with the references there, but yeah, I get, also, I'm with you. Also, you know, Sugar Ray Leonard. Yeah. 
Also, sugar, well, I mean, the fact his name is Sugar Hill, yeah. Sugar Ray Hill, sure, but like Sugar Hill, Sugar Hill Gang, come on, there's a lot going on here. On. <laughs> there's a lot going on here. Anyway, uh, the fight is uh, they the commentators are discussing the fight. They say that uh, this Joe guy doesn't. Uh, they actually question somebody brings up Joe, who is now ranked 17th since he beat Aragaki, and one of the commentators says, ah, that guy doesn't have the skill to stand with these guys. I mean, blah de blah blah These These are real Megaloboxers and whatnot. Shigeru here is ranked number four. Mikio Shirato, who's the guy we saw talking to Yuri, is ranked number seven. Uh, Sachio and Nambu are watching uh, this, this broadcast of them talking about the fight coming up. Uh, it looks like they're in a stadium like in the out outside part of the stadium, like, you know, where you'd go to get your hot dogs and beers. Mm-hmm. And there's like some TVs there because they're like leaning on this counter. And as they're standing there watching this, uh, they're discussing, you know, oh, man, they don't even want to give Joe a chance. And Yukiko with a bunch of uh, with a bunch of dudes walks by. Of course, she's the uh, head of the Shirato company who's doing all this megalo boxing stuff. And as she walks past, Nambu drops the comment that, uh, well, you know, if uh, if these guys get in, no one will really like that. That's not what the people really want. And she stops. She says, do you care to explain that? And she says, well, aren't you forgetting a certain someone who's uh, really popular with the folks right now? And she just completely dismisses this uh, with a quip about how uh, Joe, uh, first of all, has a... Uh, she says, uh, first of all, that he is... She heard he was too beat up and injured to actually fight. And he says, oh, our boy's in good shape. And then she says, well, Megalonia is open to anyone uh, with gear. And then she just kind of walks off, makes a joke about the gear. And Nanbu's like, well, shit, at least she's honest. But uh, we then get a brief shot of Joe. Okay, so what we see is a stream of brown liquid. Mm -hmm. And then you see the wide shot and you see Joe standing there. He's pissing. Yep. And I'll be honest, the first time I watched that, I was like, why is his piss brown? And I was like, oh, blood. Blood is urine. Duh. But then he, like, gets out of the bathroom and goes and lays down on the couch, and he's chained. He's got a chain around his ankle, so he can't leave, it looks like. Uh, Which you later find out is because, yes, he is, in fact, very injured and doesn't need to be running around and, you know, trying to train and whatnot. He needs to heal up. Yeah, he doesn't need to be horsing around. Don't need to be horsing around. Um, but yeah, Mikio, we see the fight with Mikio and Sugar, Sugar, and basically what's happened here is we find out that, uh, well, as Nambu and Satyo are watching the fight, uh, this AI gear that he has, it's this gear with this AI named Ace built into it, which is why he's Mikio Ace in the hole, Shirato. And yes, his last name is Shirato. In case we haven't made that clear, he is in fact Yukiko's brother. Yep. Um... But uh, he, he's got this AI that is basically calling the shots for him, and he takes this fight real easy. He's just whipping on sugar. The thing, they they make allusions to the fact that he's not even the one doing it. It's all the AI. The AI is calling all the shots. So every time this guy tries to hit him, he's blocking everything. The thing reads the sugar's movements, and he just wails on him. And sugar's looking beat up when we see the fight, and he gets beat on bad. Mikio maybe has a couple scratches on him. But he is looking real fresh, uh, like it wasn't even a fight. After the bell, Mikio has this little headset mic, and he says, "Well, uh, well, actually, people are uh, 
talking like the announcers and whatnot that oh this means he'll definitely be the the next the final one getting into megalonia uh since he's ranked number four now and he grabs uh, this mic and puts on this headset and he says yes but that may be true but there's one more thing i have to do and as he says this he's staring down his sister yukiko who's sitting in the stands uh we then cut to nambu and Sachio coming home and grabbing joe and telling him we've done it we've done it and joe's like get this fucking chain off me i ain't your dog um and he turns on the TV, uh, uh, Nanbu does, and sh- and they see Mikio, and he is calling out Joe. He wants to, he's going to give the people what they want, or so it would appear. Mm-hmm. And he says, let's settle this in the ring. And Joe is seeing this, and he's like, well, hell yeah, he's down to fight, obviously, because that dude's like ranked number four, but he's wary of it. He says, this seems like a trap, right? And I'm just like, well, yeah, but I mean, we can't let this chat slip by. It's the absolute only way we're getting into Megalonia. And Joe says, well, I guess I better get to it then. Better start my training. And I'm just like, you shit, sit your ass down is what you'll do. You're in no shape to do anything. And Sachio, as Joe gets up to try and walk past, Sachio just pokes him in the rib and he just goes, Ugh! and he just doubles over. And he's like, Sachio, like it hurt him so much. And then Nambu tells him, all right, take your shirt off. Joe pulls his shirt off. He is covered in these huge bruises. And he's like, well, whatever. They're just bruises, man. And he's like, no, no, no. They don't hurt. No, they They obviously do hurt because Sajo just poked one and he almost fucking fell over. But he tells Nambu, uh, Nambu tells him, no, no, no. You need to rest and heal. Those bruises may as well be targets. You're just telling telling your opponent, hit me here, hit me here. So we then get cut to a board meeting where Yukiko... Uh, has to deal with a bunch of old dudes in suits. There is one other lady at the table sitting right next to her. It definitely appears from later scenes that she is her secretary. So it looks like Yukiko is the one, uh, you know, board member, proper board member, perhaps. Uh, that's a that's a female, first of all. That is a woman. And she has to deal with all these dudes who are pressuring her and questioning her decisions. There's a lot of that. There's a lot of classic boardroom talk like, well, your predecessor wouldn't have hesitated like this. Yes, can we, are you really, you know, is this really a decision you want to make? Obviously, you don't give a shit what her decision is. You're trying to make yours. It's a lot of, a lot of that classic, uh, you know, CEO boardroom kind of pressure stuff. Um, and she says, uh, they're, they're, they're talking about whether or not... Um, They'll actually have this fight between Mikio and Joe, the gearless Joe. And she says, well, the fight has to happen since Mikio called him out in the ring. We have to honor what was said in, the, in our ring. And yeah, it's she she's they're obviously very upset about this and trying to talk her out of it. But she says, no, 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 we're going to let this one go because that's what's happening. Um, Yukio and that and uh, the lady who we never get a name for her. But again, she appears to be Yukiko's uh secretary or something or assistant maybe uh they're discussing the plans and whatnot um and they're talking about how mikio's gear is stronger than they thought it would be and she had hoped that sugar would be able to stop him it appears that she was in fact trying to shut him down and she says uh she says i now see that i'll have to use him after all talking about joe we would assume and as she's doing this, uh, this is a scene that I've talked with Roger about because I'm glad I watched this one twice because I didn't catch this the first time. Mm-hmm. She goes up this elevator while they're having that conversation and goes to the roof where a helicopter has just landed. And she is meeting with these 
obviously military dudes. These very like they're wearing the suits with the epaulets and these the one guy's got like a general's hat on or whatever. She appears to be meeting with these military types and I didn't catch that the first time. I was like, "Oh, she's got another meeting." But this time I was like, "Wait, why is she meeting with the military?" Uh, or are they like cuz she's talked so much about how Yuri's the future of the company and Yuri has to be the last man standing at this Megalonia thing. He has to they have to prove that not only he, but moreover her gear, their gear is the best gear it's the most powerful so it looks like they're doing like some military optioning they're gonna have an army of jaxes running around maybe if all mm-hmm. goes well that's definitely what it looks like uh having not watched the rest of the episodes i know that the last four are all out and the series uh, this season has concluded i haven't watched it yet and i'm like watching this like oh that's where this is going right so we'll find out i mean y'all probably already know if you already watched it but i don't um so then we cut to Nanbu, who is meeting with Yanbunma, the guy who uh, set up the fight with Aragaki before. Uh, and he says they have, uh, Yanbunma tells him, man, you'll have some real luck, huh? Like, not only winning that last fight, but actually getting a chance at Mikio, who's currently ranked four after beating Sugar. And he, uh, Nanbu is trying to get some information on uh, Mikio, since he's the one who called him out. And he says, look, I, I don't know, but... I heard he tells him I heard a rumor that Yukiko doesn't want her brother getting into Megalonia, and Nambu's taken aback by this because well, why? I mean they're both Shirado. It makes makes perfect sense that she'd want him in. That's a better chance of their team winning and whatnot. But he's just like eh, I don't know, figure it out. And then we see Yuri training, and he's got waves of dudes coming at him with this training gear, and he's just taking them out one at a time. It's like it's like a freaking Jet Li movie where like everybody lines up and they run in one at a time and he's just like ka 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 like doing that crap mm-hmm. but he's just boxing them all down. Um and then he uh the uh, the a brief scene before that we actually see uh Yuri and y- Yukio and this doctor guy, this maybe a lab technician or something looking over Yuri with his uh gear and whatnot. And the guy actually tells him, we can't even call it gear anymore. It's it's basically just a part of his body. And Yuri finishes his training and he talks with uh he talks with Yukiko for a second as he's uh drying his hair off and he says, uh she says, Man, you're really looking good out there. And he says, Well, to survive in the ring, you have to be the genuine article. And then uh Yukiko's That's the first uh, time we hear that line and you start hearing it. it a you lot. hear it a lot. Yeah, that's why I made sure to make note of it. But uh, then the other lady, uh, the the assistant maybe, comes in and tells Yukiko that Mikio wants to meet her in the lab. And she goes to meet with her brother, and he's looking uh, pretty smug. He's got a he's got a new set of gear that he's worked on that uh, he says is his, uh, it's the latest model. It's the best one he's got. Uh, and he says he looks at her and he says, "You never wanted me in Megalonia, and now you'll stop at nothing to stop me." Just like. Uh, just like how you took the company from me. And she looks at him. He says, well, grandfather chose me to be the head of the company. And he says, yeah, well this time I'll be the one chosen. And Yukiko kind of fires back at him again. Like they're not, they're not out and out insulting each other or telling each other what their plans are or anything, but they're both, they're both. It's like, it's like watching one of the, like a scene from game of Thrones where like you see two people like just smiling at each other when really they just hate each other. Yeah. Or well, a scene from anything. I don't know why I went sure. straight to Game of Thrones. It's those fucking Lannisters. But um they're lo- they're the Lannisters. I don't watch that show. Yeah. But Makes uh, my anxiety bad. I mean, it hurts. 
But um, <laughs> she says to him, well, you make it sound like you're guaranteed to win. And he doesn't say much else, but as the camera pans past him, you see one of uh, his computers and there's on one, there's an article with Joe pulled up uh, the latest news piece on him on Gearless Joe. And on the other, we see his citizen ID info pulled up. My dude's been doing some digging. Mm-hmm. So now, next scene, Joe's looking better. He's training. Uh, less uh, less bruises and whatnot. He's in there getting getting his punch on in the ring, in the training ring. Uh, there are crowds and crowds of reporters uh, lined up, and the kids, minus Sachio, who's helping out in the ring, but uh, Janburi and Ochio and... Uh, was that his name? Ochio? Yeah. And Santa are all basically hustling this dude's telling him, hey, hey, you can stand around and gawk, but if you want to, you got to buy some food. They're, they've got like a, a little like soup kitchen set up and they're like, yeah, come on, pay us, get some food, and then you can stand around all you want. You actually see Santa pushing one of the guys away like, hey, you didn't buy no food. Get out of here. It's pretty great. Um, But Nambu in the, in the ring is explaining to Joe that... Uh, the way that the gear works is you you make your moves and whatnot, but the gear has to then move after you. So there is a brief lag with your punches and whatnot. And he says that's your one that's the one advantage that Joe has had. And the thing is they don't really have it anymore because Mikio's AI gear eliminates all that lag and therefore eliminates any advantage Joe has. And Joe says, Yeah, well, he ain't ready for one of these. And he runs up and like he tells uh, uh, Nambu to get ready and then he runs up and just punches him so hard he just flies backwards and he reveals that uh, Sachio and him have been uh, doing some secret training where he's basically been it basically amounts to him dragging a giant tire around with all the kids sitting on it which I mean cool is a good way to like you know can you imagine being those kids dude just getting dragged around by a a punch boy yeah why not uh, but basically they, the whole thing was he's, he's been, uh, trying to strengthen his, you know, his legs and his footing because the, you know, stronger your footing, stronger your attack mm-hmm. is what pops always told him. So he has, in fact, he's got basically a new power attack where he can just punch real hard, uh, assuming he can, you know, land it pops is actually pretty pissed off that they took, that they kept it from him, but he does see the merit. Uh, but then he says, all right, Sachio, None of that shit. If it's cool, if you got a plan to get us into Melonia, some training and whatnot, but don't keep me out of it. Um, and then we actually there's a brief scene. Then when we cut ahead and we see Sachio and Joe laying down to go to bed, and Sachio's looking at the picture in his hat, and he tells his parents that, "Hey, they these guys need me, so don't worry about me." Which is kind of nice. We're gonna find out what's up with this kid's parents. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, can't wait for that Kinda. one. It's gonna make me sad. I'm sure. Um. But then at the arena, the kids have snuck in. Uh, the the other kids, minus Sancho, of course, because Sancho is part of the crew. Uh, they snuck through a vent, and they've got a great seat to watch this fight on top of like one of the jumbotrons or whatever. And as Joe and the crew are walking in, they get stopped by Mikio, and Mikio looks this guy da- stares this guy down. He says. Uh, Joe says, hey, if you got a problem with me, let's settle it in the ring, buddy. What are you doing back here? And and uh, Mikio basically just tells him, you're not getting in that ring, junk dog. And he drops it yeah, on him. Freezes. He calls him junk dog the frog. And he's basically blackmailing them to stay out of the ring. Uh, he tells him, he actually says a few things. He says, I won't let anyone stand in my way, not some stray or that woman. And then he says... He basically tells him, 
uh, I know all about your, your, that you're not really citizen, that you're not really a citizen. And I know all about your, uh, uh, thrown fights back in the, uh, in the underground rings and whatnot. Uh, you really wouldn't want that information getting out, would you? And Joe is pissed. Joe's mad. Uh, Nanbu is terrified. And when Joe, Joe flares up and goes in to punch this dude and Nambu just like fucking like, sorry, kid, just business teleports in front of him and just sucker punches Joe yep. so that he can't, it just knocks the air out of him and Joe hits the ground. He hits the ground hard and we see Mikio standing in the ring. Oh, he's just waiting. Oh, I'm just, I'm waiting for the fight. Where's this Joe guy? And they start counting uh, for Joe to get in there and Joe doesn't show up. And the whole time they're counting, Mikio is just staring down his sister like yeah nice try like he 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 says that he knew the whole time that she was going to throw this joe guy after him anyway so that's why he called him out to kind of cut her off at the pass and now and now he's apparently taken out that last threat and joe's counted out nanbu is solemn joe is knocked out unconscious in the in that hallway and satio is just crying and that's the end of the episode episode 8 well, first, we, let's get our tag. I get the tag. All right. What was that episode called again? The Road, the to, Road death? to Death. And the tag is, if you're crossing the river, don't bother paying for a round trip. Oof. That comes into play later. Yeah, a little bit. All right, episode eight. Episode eight, Deadline of the Dream. Deadline of the Dream. I like this one. There's not a whole lot of action, but... Yeah, some good. There's some good story elements. That's the one a, thing about like. Yeah. So it's not balls to the wall the whole time. No, you're getting a story and you're getting a, like good stuff. I, that's why I like these fights so much too, because mm. you get a build to every single fight. Yeah, and you get a decent amount of story in the fight, even especially yeah. that Aragaki one. Holy moly! But uh, this one starts. Joe is pissed. He is angry. Training. He is punching the shit out of this bag, and Nanbu is talking to Fujimaki and. He is getting just sunned, man. He's like, Fujimaki's just putting this guy down. He's like, well, you fucked up, huh, kid? Like, <laughs> it's really bad. Um, but Nanbu is indignant. He says, he tells him, no, this isn't over. And back home, Joe is still pissed, but uh, that Nanbu stopped him. But uh, Nanbu is setting him straight. He tells him that, uh, hey, if you had gone up and hit this dude, that would have been even worse than us just getting counted out. You would have been absolutely arrested. That's assault. You weren't in the ring. There's no way that was going down. And he tells him, but here's the thing. We know that that guy, he only did that. Mickey only blackmailed us because he didn't want to fight you. He's afraid of you. We need to find out why, and then we can get back at him. So back with Fujimaki, this jumps back and forth between this scene in the in the kitchen with them several times. But Nambu is trying to figure out what Mikio is hiding so that they can force a rematch. And the boss says, all right. Well, just looking at the records, they could tell they were tampered with. Someone did come snooping around, he says. And they looked at those records. They could see them. But, and they could obviously tell that they were tampered with. But without having that citizen's ID they gave him, he doesn't have any proof. And Nambu's like, pissed because he realizes yeah without the id he didn't have any proof that was a bluff and they totally fell for it um and then this is a fun one because earlier in the series i made a point of pointing out that uh nambu stabbed a metal knife through a metal table well fucking fujimaki does the same shit right here he takes a knife and just slams it through this metal counter he's sitting on like how what how weak is that metal or how strong is that knife i guess 
But he uh, he does that. He slams the table, uh, the knife through the table, not the table through the knife. That's dumb. He slams the knife through the table, and he says, "This is your last chance. I'll help you get this info, but it's the last chance you're getting." And Sachio jumps up and gets in boss's face because he's there for some reason, and he says, "Hey, this hey, this info better be good, or there's gonna be hell to pay." And Fujimaki just kind of smiles at him. He's like, "Okay, kid," and he points them to. Mizuhara Koichi, who is a former Shirado engineer. He was fired for selling parts on the side. They found out, they got rid of him, kicked his ass to the curb. Uh, so he calls up uh, the drunk monk with, uh, oh god, I forgot the dude's name. It was like Demoto, Mr. Demoto was that sleazy guy at the, at the drunk monk. And he has him pick up this dude who is, of course, they're betting on fights. So uh, they pick him up, they bring him to the restaurant. And they walk him to the kitchen and uh, Fujimaki and Nanbu both sit down with this guy and they start interrogating him. Cut to another board meeting with Yukiko and all of those freaking dudes in their suits. Uh, she finally bow- She ends up bowing to the pressure and agrees that Mikio is going to be named the final one to get into uh, uh, Megalonia. And then we see Yuri training uh, and he's punching. He's punching a punching bag and he's punching it good. And his dog is there with him, and his dog jumps up and is on wide alert, high alert, when Mikio walks in. And Mikio, I wrote down most of this, even though it was kind of a kind of a short, brief conversation, but I wrote down a lot of it because I thought it was interesting. Uh, Mikio says, well, I guess it's going to be me and you. And Yuri reminds him, oh, well, first he'll have to get through Burroughs, the bloody lion guy that we saw earlier. And... Mikio tells him, well, next to you, the kings, the king, even the king of beasts can't compare. And then he says, he looks down at this dog who still has like his head low, like growling at him. And he says, do you really know the real difference between humans and animals? Animals lack self-awareness. And not, that's why, well, that's why, that's exactly what I'm going to show to this animal in the ring. That, why he can't compare to a human. Mikio views himself not as an animal like the rest of these guys who all have their you know, reindeer Marquez and, and freaking yeah. bloody line and whatnot. All these guys with their, their crazy animal names. He sees himself as the only one with an actual mind. Who's, who's able to think, even though he doesn't do any of thinking himself, he lets the AI handle that pretty interesting, but he says, that's why he's going to show this, uh, show this animal in the ring. And Yuri, as he's walking away, he calms his dog down as he's walking, as he's walking out, he says, well, I wouldn't underestimate them because if an animal sinks his teeth in, he won't let go especially a stray dog. And then he leaves, and as he does, uh, Mikio, under his breath, just says, well, which one are you, Yuri? I don't know which one is Yuri. I mean, in the intro, he appears to be a white wolf, which is pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> he's got that, he's, he's what you call a silver fox. Mm, that mm-hmm. hair, so damn sexy. Mm. Daddy. <laughs> oh, my God. You love it. No. <laughs> All right. So we see um, we're back at the little training ground at the boat and whatnot uh, at the nowhere gym. And Santa and the other kids are keeping a bunch of paparazzos out, uh, keeping. Yeah, just kicking these guys out when they try to get pics and whatnot and trying to get a story. Uh, Sachio is talking to Joe about what Koichi spilled. Um, and we cut back to that scene. 
uh, he basically, th- this is a fairly long conversation, but I'm going to narrow it down here a little bit. He says that they were basically, uh, they were, what they would do is they would work on this next, they were trying to make the next generation of gear and they would work on a, the, the actual like lab techs and the higher ups, the guys who were like really, you know, trusted by the company and whatnot would develop it. And then they would enact it. And then, you know, something, something would be wrong. So they just redo it. And that just went on and on for a few months. Um, but he says that, uh, then, then he, he was no longer, they were no longer needed because the next generation of gear was completed. That being, uh, Yokiko's integrated gear, specifically her gear. Cause we find out that the AI version was apparently defective. That was going to be, it was pretty much just two competing gears. They were trying to see which one of them mm-hmm. would be the top, uh, but it had some defects. Uh, so the integrated gear was chosen. Uh, there was a power struggle, basically, between the two of them, Mikio and Yukiko. Nambu puts it together that Yukiko doesn't want Mikio to possibly show up her own gear with his her gear with his own, and Mikio conversely wants to prove that his gear and Ace are the superior uh, superior gears. Obviously, uh, Koichi says that actually goes on to say that hey, I mean, you know that gear is unbeatable, right? the the ai gear that uh mikio uses he says that it uh reads the electrical signals and gears in in the opponent's gear and predicts the moves and nambu grabs and says what was that say that again he says reads the gear and predicts the moves which obviously if you you know you're paying attention you already caught this one if that's true it means that ace can't read joe that ai gear can't read joe because he doesn't wear gear and that's why mikio wanted to uh wanted to blackmail him out of this one we then cut and we see a shot of mikio training for a bit um he's like really really intense and he falls down even and whatnot but yeah it's pretty rough stuff we get another shot of that in the next episode actually but um we then cut to nanbu meeting with yukiko and He's trying to get a rematch, and she is pretty upset about it. She says, I thought you were going to explain why you weren't at the fight, but you want to try and get a rematch? No way. Nambu explains that, hey, I I get that, like, you, I get your whole power struggle with your brother and whatnot. Well, we can take him out. I mean, listen, we're the only ones that can stop him. You dragged us into this feud, so give us the chance to finish it. And he also explains that they were tricked by Mikio before. And Yukiko makes a very good point there. Here she says, "Well, if it was a trick, then why did you concede? Obviously, you were really hiding something. Yeah. And if that's the case, how can I trust anything you say? You're not telling me the whole story here, so no, I can't help you." And we then cut back to the boat. Uh, Sachio, after explaining what uh, that Koichi guy t- told him about Mikio and his gear, says uh, is remembering that look that Mikio gave me. Says, "No, he wasn't afraid." He says, the look he gave me was like I wasn't even in the picture. He says, I've seen it before. It was the same look that Yukiko gave him that night on the highway. Uh, so back at the meeting with Yukiko, Nambu lays it out. He takes out that uh, ID that they had hacked, and he puts it down on the table. He says, listen, Mikiko's got a lot of secrets on us from our past. That's the, uh, that's the proof you need right there. No matter, but the fact of the matter is, no matter how you look at it, that was a fixed fight, and he basically pulls off a double blackmail, double bluff, and says, "Now what would happen if I went public with our own bullshit and proved that Mikio was the one who was who tricked us? That's that's cheating. That's a fixed fight. 
do you really think people would accept this guy as the final one if he, they knew it was a fixed fight and he cheated to get in? Which is kind of crazy. Yep. But... Hell, so we got some cheatception it's going fair, on here. It, it is some cheatception. It is. It makes a fair amount of sense. It's just goofy as hell. Yeah. And he's demanding that she shuts down the uh, that she shuts down this ceremony they're about to have that very night in just an hour or so, so that he they can have the rematch. And it seems like a good pitch. And then he fucks up and grabs her by the wrist and tells her, "If we go down, I'll drag you down with us." Uh. And she says, you really expect me to trust you after all this? And she's like clearly uncomfortable. He literally just grabbed her and is pulling her, uh, like grabbed her hand and isn't letting her walk away from him. She's pretty fucked. And she says, you don't, he said, she says, you expect me to trust you after this? And he says, no, you don't have to trust me, but trust Joe. Everything he's done has been real. Every fight he fought, it was one right. He's the genuine article. And when he says that, her eyes widen a little bit. Um... And she remembers Yuri's words when he said, you have to be the real articles to survive in the ring. But she still doesn't cancel that ceremony. She does, in fact, lock Nanbu up in that room, in that meeting room, so that he can't get out and try any shit. Which is pretty, <laughs> pretty good. Um, Nanbu pulls out a what appears to be a very old phone for this futuristic setting we're in and tries to call Satchio, uh, who's watching the ceremony start. And he's like, Hey, what the hell? You are going to get this shut down. It's about to start right now. It's happening. And he apologizes. Um, and he says he, he doesn't know what's happening. He can't stop it. And Satchio's like, wait. And he hears, and he's like, what the hell? And Joe is gone. Just hauling ass. This is a very fun scene. Um, at the thing, we get a couple interstitial shots here where as the ceremony's happening, we see Joe flying down the highway on his fucking motorcycle. I keep saying fuck. Sorry, guys. Um, Mickey O is announced as the official final one to get into Megalonia, but just as Yukiko walks up to hand him his Megalonia invitation, Joe drives through a barricade, through, like, into the stadium, like, his bike apparently crashes, and he's in there. He's on the floor in front of all this, in front of this scene. He's in the club. And he makes a huge scene. And he demands a rematch. He demands a fight. He says, please let us settle this in the ring. And Mikio tells him, uh, I already told you there's no strays allowed in Megalonia. Uh, you have to be the genuine, genuine article to get in. And he calls him a coward for not fighting. And as Joe is being pulled away, uh, Joe, or uh, yeah, as Joe is being pulled away, uh, he screams, are you kidding me? Is this really your real deal? This is your real deal guy? And Yukiko stops it. And she says, you know what? Mikio's right. To get into Megalonia, a fighter must be the genuine article. And that means fighting, not just winning by default. And she calls Joe up, breaks the invite in half, and gives each of them half of it, and declares that the winner of the rematch will be the final one. And as she hands Joe the, his half of the half of the uh, invitation, she says, this doesn't mean I trust you. And he says, that's fine by me. Fine by me, baby. Yeah. And as she hands Mikio his half, he uh, he says, you really you really going to keep trying this, huh? And he says, well, fine. From now on, I'll put everything I have into destroying you. And that's episode eight. Man, that was a good. I like that one a lot. Scene, yeah, yeah, that end scene was friggin' rad with Joe coming in on the bike. Yeah, good stuff. All right, what's our what's our tag for that one? No one else tells you when it's time to give up on your dream. 
I like that one a lot. Yeah. All right, episode nine. Oh my god, dude! Episode nine. We about to break this heat, dude. We about to break it. This is some good stuff. Uh, so a dead flower. Sorry. Go ahead. Episode uh, nine. <laughs> a dead flower shall never bloom. Ooh. Ooh. All right, so this one, uh, we joined this fight already in progress, second round. Joe is getting whipped on. He is bleeding a little bit. He is up against the ropes. Mikio is going in on this dude. And Mikio, by the way, looks fresh as a daisy, like he's mm-hmm. barely been touched. Uh, this AI gear is not a joke. Everyone's either watching or listening. We actually see scenes of uh, Mr. Demoto, the sleazy dude, in the in the drunk monk with a bunch of dudes watching the fight. We see Mr. Abahuchi, Abah- Abahachi, whatever his name was. Abahuchi? I don't remember. But uh, the mechanic guy, uh, Joe's buddy, watching the fight on his TV. We see uh, Aragaki and his folks, his whole crew, watching the fight on their TV. Even Mr. Uh, Yanbunma is listening to it on a little radio in that restaurant he always hangs at. Everybody's into this one. The world is watching, and Joe is getting beat. Even without wearing gear, this AI is reacting to him. It's that newer model, apparently, that can read anyone. Yeah. It's the one... It starts predicting reactions, just Mm -hmm. reaction time. Yeah. And the way the body moves. Joe goes down, he gets back up, uh, and as he gets back up, we actually see Yuri and uh, uh, Yukiko watching in the stands... And they, she realizes it's reading even without the gear. It's reading Joe, and that this is obviously the gear that she that uh, Mikio was planning on beating Yuri with. Um, Joe goes down again, and then gets back up. And then Mikio trips him as he's walking, and the crowd is pissed. They're like, "Hey, this ain't some street brawl, you son of a bitch!" Like they're upset, and rightfully so, maybe. And in the stands, Yukio is ready to leave. She's saying this is a foregone conclusion, and Yuri isn't sure. She says no. He says no, no, no. Uh, this isn't over yet. And you said you wanted to see the genuine article, right? And she sits back down, and they stay. Uh, Mikio, his ring, instead of having like you know a water bu- an ice bucket and a water bottle and whatnot, he literally just has a series of computers taking up the entire like corner outside of the ring with like three engineers there watching his stats and whatnot. It's the craziest crap I've ever seen. Like, how is this legal? Whatever rules, but he uh, apparently his sink is currently seventy three percent and rising. Seems like it'll hit uh, maximum uh, output in the next round. And Mikio hears his engineer and he's just like, did I ask you for your shit? No, just tell me the numbers. 73%. All right. And he's like pissed. He hates these guys. He calls them idiots. Bloody, bloody, blah. Um, and as they're watching, Yuri uh, is, says that the sync process is very stressful. We find out that apparently he's used uh, an AI gear before like this one when they were testing it and whatnot. And he should know. But he says the uh, sync the sync process is extremely stressful, both mentally and physically. And Yukiko says, "Well, that's why it's no good. What good is a gear that can't be used by uh, by anybody?" Um, then we get a shot of Mickey Mikio training, uh, a little flashback, and he's punching, he's punching, he's punching. His sync rate is rising and rising and rising, and it once it hits a hundred percent, it feeds back and it starts dropping rapidly, and you can hear his punches slowing down, and he falls to the ground panting. And then he grabs a freaking EpiPen, turns it to like 
level from level four to like six or something and stabs his neck, gets yeah. him some adrenaline, gets back up and said, all right, start us at 60. We're going again. And he just starts punching this dude. I mean, he takes it seriously, but Jesus Christ, dude. Uh, round three. Joe is still getting hammered and the crowd actually laughs when he almost uh, slips and falls after Mikio hits him so hard. He like boop, 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 like falls backwards and like has to catch himself. And Mikio then pushes him onto the ropes, uppercuts him out of the freaking ring uh, after Joe makes some comment. I forget exactly what he says, but some something like, uh, well, is that all you got or something like that? I yeah, wrote it it's down. something not too big. Yeah, he may it's something Joe, you expect to hear. It's this kind of shit Joe's known for. He's always making comments and whatnot. Trying to kind of fucks with people when he's in the ring. But uh, yeah, Mikio straight up uppercuts him so hard he flips out of the damn ring. And Satyo actually runs to try and help him up. Nambu stops him, says, no, 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 we'll be disqualified. And uh, Joe manages to get back up on his own. And then uh, Nambu tells him, yeah, well, uh, it, well, he ta- Joe talks to them for a second. He says this thing can read all of his all of any combination he throws at it. If he throws a combination once, the thing reads it, and it and now all of a sudden it knows it, so he can't try it again. And um, Nambu tells him, "Hey, show him that power move. Uh, give him one of those, because if that one hits, I mean, that's one hit, and it might be enough." But um. There's a brief flashback now. We see Yuri. He walks in on Mikio, who is punching a bag, punching, punching, punching with his gear on, doing some training. And apparently Yuri was going in there to train. He sees this and just kind of turns and starts to walk out. Mikio stops him and says, uh, asks him why he abandoned Ace and went with that freak gear instead. This is where we learn that apparently uh, Yuri had been training, had had been working with Mikio to develop uh, his gear, but then switched over to your uh, Yukiko's gear instead and Yuri says well he did it to I did it to win plain and simple and Mikio says well then why don't we see whose gear is better right now he's challenging him throwing it down here's the gauntlet it's on the flow bitch what's up but uh Yuri says uh only winners have the right to challenge me which is a pretty good line and then uh as he starts to turn and walk away uh Mikio tells him you're just some wild animal that cozies up to Yukiko and Yuri says, Yuri stops and he, before he turns, he says, just what are you trying to prove? And then he turns and throws a punch so fast that like, you almost don't even see it, but he throws this punch and freezes it right in front of, uh, right in front of Mickey, Mikio, who has his fists up. He guards and Yuri stops and he, uh, looks at him. He says, he, he, he like stands up and he says, uh, real megaloboxers have control over their fist when they get into the ring. Are you the one who put your your guard up, or was it Ace? And then from behind his fist, as as uh, Yuri starts to walk away, Mikio just says, "Ace." He would have been dead if he hadn't been wearing that AI yeah. gear. So back in the ring, Mikio is pounding Joe, which is a fun sentence. Mikio's pounding Joe, mm-hmm. but uh. And as he's doing so, he's saying, I'll never accept that you're the real deer. Real deal, Jesus. Real deer. Rear deer. He's a rear deer. He's the real deal. I'll never accept that you're the real deal. And he, uh, we see his uh, percentage there, his sink rate, up to 90% now, which, as we know, the higher it gets, the more stressful it gets, apparently. Uh, Joe uh, holds him for a bit to try and uh, get, a, to get a break from the punches. And as he does, he says, it's Joe. 
And Mikio's like, what? And he and uh, Joe just looks at him and says, my name is Joe. And then Mikio throws him over, like flips him, kind of a judo flip and just throws him to the ground. He's so pissed off. And they both get a penalty for this one, which is horseshit. Mikio for wrestling and Joe for excessive holding, which the crowd does not agree with. They're pissed, especially the kids who are watching from the from the tops. And when they start again, Joe walks up. He's been beat real hard and he just leaves his hands down. He does not have his guard up. And Ace, the AI, doesn't know how to react. And Mikio wants to hit hard. He wants to go for a big punch, but Ace is just throwing a few jabs, which Joe is just like, whoop, 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 dodging him like it's nothing, just ducking left and right. Still has his hands down. Mikio is visibly enraged. He is just pissed and back in the corner joe doesn't sit down even though nambu tells him to he tells him if i sit i'm not getting back up but he says he has a plan he says uh that thing couldn't read what i was doing uh it didn't know how to react if he had uh it was a bluff and it worked but if uh if mikio had turned off the automatic mode and gone manual he absolutely would have gone down even the commentators make this point but uh joe has a plan he says when mikio finally goes for that big hit then he's going to counter one hit is all he's going to need because we already know that if he tries it more than once, the thing's going to read it and it won't work again. So he's got to get that one hit. Mikio, meanwhile, knows that he would have won if he turned off the auto control and he, he questions himself. He says, am I doubting myself? And the computer crew says that he should go ahead and disable ace. If this guy's not actually going to put his guard up, Mikio refuses. He turns around, calls him at dumbasses, And he says, ace's decisions are my decisions. And he says, this is, he says that he vows to end it now. So start round four. Joe still has no guard up. And he, and from, uh, from where he was back in the corner, he asked now, he, we get a little like flashback in his head. He says, he asked Nambu to, to call where the punch is going to come from. And Nambu kind of laughs. He says, wow, you must be desperate, desperate. And it's just like the fight with the big dude at the pawn shop thing where he's got to call the punch. He's got to counter and that's, what's going to end it hopefully and as he's standing there watching uh from the corner nambu thinks to himself well that guy might have the if that guy's got the ultimate gear then we've got the ultimate gearless he calls joe and he says it's going to be a straight right same as he tried before because mikio almost did that punch but ace held him back and he says you'll have to counter with your left so it happens mikio moves in and he's going and he's got his fist back he's going for that big right but then he switches it and pulls back his left hand, uh, switches to the left, and Joe barely pulls away. He sees it, he reacts, and he goes with one of those deep, deep uppercuts where his hand almost skims the freaking ring, and bam, nails this fucker right in the chin. Joe also takes a hit on his chin, but it wasn't all there. He manages to pull back, and it was not all there, and he slams this fucker right in his chin. And they both stand there frozen in this double punch for a second. But while Mickey only barely grazed Joe, Joe got all of his. And Mikio just slowly, his chin just kind of falls off Joe's fist. And he hits the ground. And he hits the canvas real hard. And everybody watching goes nuts. You know, the dudes at the Drunk Monk, the, the mechanic... Uh, everybody's freaking out. Even Yanbunma, who's sitting at his uh, that little diner that he's always at, just stands up and goes, yes! And everybody's like, what the hell? Because there's no TVs in there. They didn't yeah. even know he was listening to it. It's pretty great. <clears throat> but uh, 
they call it 216 into round four. Joe wins. He is the final one. And the cha- the crowd is chanting his name. Joe, Joe, Joe. And by now, after after a few minutes, uh, with uh after a few moments rather, with Joe and uh Nanbu and Sacho get in the ring with him, uh Mikio gets back up and he doesn't understand what happened. He looks at Joe and says, How did you know what my last punch would be? And Joe tells him, It's not like I thought about it. My body just reacted. The yours did too, right? Like fuck your AI with its reaction. Yeah. Like he he just knew it a pure instinct. He really is a dog. But uh Mikio just kind of smirks at him and he gets out of the ring and as he walks out he throws his fist up and he says, Yeah, you win. He acknowledges Joe's victory. As he leaves, he goes, I acknowledge your strength. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty good callback. All right. <clears throat> but uh so then Yuri and Yukiko talk uh, while they're sitting there, and Yukiko is unsure if she's made the right decisions, uh, or the right choices, throwing Joe at uh, Mikio and whatnot, because now, shit, Joe's in. He's probably better than her brother. She didn't want that, but now Joe's in the Megalonia. And Yuri tells her that's conceited thinking, trying to figure out where you went, where you may or may not have gone wrong. But he does say, uh, he does ask if she regrets making the, uh, the match. And she says to him, well, there's only one ultimate gear and you'll prove that no matter who gets in the ring with you. And then as she leaves, Joe looks to Yuri and he says, hey, champion, here I am as promised in your ring. And then Yuri stands up and he repeats his old line. He says, I don't brawl with stray dogs. You know that, don't you, Joe? But he and he does acknowledge that he's got a name. He's not a stray dog. And he's ready. They both ready. And they just kind of stare each other down. And then we get a brief scene of uh, Mikio. His gear has been left in the lab. He's driving away in this fancy car with these uh, sick, sick glasses on, these mirrored sunglasses and this uh, bandages on his face. He's just driving away and he says, and the loser leaves with nothing, huh? And then he's gone. Seems like he might come back, though. I don't know. Just maybe. Um... But then back at the boat, loads of folks are there to party with Nambu, and they're all they're calling them Team Nowhere, their pride. They say, you guys are our pride. Sacha and the kids are eating in the corner. Joe's trying to get some sleep. There's one dude who does a lot of talking here, and he's talking to Nambu. He's like, hey, Nambu, how about marrying my daughter, huh? And he's like, what, me? He's like, no, nah, Joe. Joe marrying my daughter. I mean, she's still in the oven. He points at his wife who's sitting there pregnant, and I'm like, dude, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the dude's very drunk, so yeah. a, a good joke. I hope, <laughs> but fuck, dude, that was a odd one. But yeah, uh, Joe's trying to get some rest at this in the like upstairs in the boat, and uh, Nambu sneaks off to the gym. Says he's got to go piss, but he sneaks off to the little gym there, and he secretly meets with Mister Fujimaki. And this is a pretty big cliffhanger because I don't know what happens next. Mm-hmm. And uh, he asks him to leave. He says he still hasn't told Joe, Joe or Sachio yet. And Fujimaki said. Uh, has a he he's done this a couple of times, but he compares him to a scorpion, uh, and he tells him, "Sorry, Nanbu, but the ride stops here." And I don't know what is gonna happen. I don't know what's gonna happen, Joe. I know what happens. Let me tell you about don't it. Don't tell me about. We'll watch it later. But like, damn, dude, Fujimaki, no. And you our tag. Been cool. You could have been cool. Our tag for that one was the this flower's buds smell rotten. It's seeds returning to the earth. Good stuff. Mm-hmm. And that's it for episode 9, folks. So we'll be back next week. Next week for 10, 11, 12, and 13. You'll finish this 
we're gonna, we're gonna polish this turd no yeah we we polishing it off we're gonna polish it off we're gonna pinch this loaf oh i'm gonna i'm gonna God. fill this freaking book on this one series i swear to god yeah you probably are dude we're gonna have to get you a bigger book you have to give me a bigger book all right well that's it for that hey yep. that's our recap uh once again join us next week for episodes 10 through 13 but joe uh, uh joe you're not joe i'm joe dude no you're roger Roger. Throwing up my dick beaters right now. <laughs> Stupid. Do we have any do we have any questions? We do have one question. We got one question. One, one question. One question. Now, Send admittedly, us one question and we got I will, it. I will try to uh post some things around to get more questions sent in to us. Oh uh, yeah. This time I didn't because I knew this was gonna be a long hot episode. So oh shit. I had an episode I was like, we're, uh, if we get any questions, we'll read them. I had a question already, so we're going through it, and it's from our good buddy, Allie. Oh, my good buddy, Allie. And it is a Megalobox-themed question. Hit me with it. Let me see. I just lost it. Oh, you bastard. (laughs) Uh, Where'd you go? Give us a solo some more, dude. I hit the bass solo. That's what yeah. I do. I'm almost to it. You gotta do the slap bass where, where it sounds like somebody's yeah. farting. Bang, 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 bang. All right, tell me okay, about this. You're killing me right now. I'm dying. It's too hot in here. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Give me the question. <clears throat> Whatever. If if Megalobox comes to to America to get an English dub, mm. who do you think should voice Joe? You know goddamn well who I think should voice and, Joe. Hold on. And who are your favorite voice actors? I'm going to assume that she's speaking American voice actors. You know exactly. Who? Is it Steve Bloom? Because yes. that's my answer. It's absolutely Steve Bloom. Steve Bloom. It's absolutely Steve Bloom. So this, this he's, whole... already been, he's already been two badasses with Froze, those being, uh, what was it, Mugen and Spike. Yeah, he's like, he has Spike. to be. He's, yeah, he's... There, it, 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 here's the thing. It would have to be Steve Bloom if only on that that criteria that yeah. this is that this is if if for no other reason that it keeps getting compared to cowboy bebop and samurai champloo and all those yeah series, star uh, bob to. buckles but i think bob buckles is just a little too high for joe he'll, he'll be the he'll be the producer for and the, i know he'll be the I, voice director for the english version. i know steve bloom is in so many things especially from he's in a whole lot he's in a whole lot you he's hear in a lot but um, I mean, this is the ultimate callback to that stuff. I think he's the perfect call for yeah for Joe. If if no other reason, then it's a perfect callback. Yes. Yes. Now, if it were anyone else, I'll be honest. I don't know enough voice actors who do anime. <laughs> I uh, I've talked about before that uh, that uh, documentary that everyone should watch if they haven't, mm-hmm. which is called I Know That Voice, which is amazing. I'm most of the voice actors I know are just like American cartoons, and they don't do as much they do a decent amount well, there's I mean, quite a few that you, do a decent I mean, amount i could name several but yeah. i can't i honestly i can't think of anyone else who would do it but Steve can you think of a voice be. just somebody's voice an anime voice that you really like an anime i like a lot of anime voices. and i will pull up their name i like a lot of anime voices i can't think of it you got a favorite character with you know just the whole of the packaging that you US go did first for man you go first um i gotta think about this see now you're thinking about it can't just drop that on me. I mean, it's hard. You to, read this question. It's honestly hard for me not to say Steve Bloom. Yeah, is is my favorite voice actor because he kind of is. 
uh, barring Steve Bloom, I a lot do... of people don't like him, but I love Tara Strong. She uh, she's amazing. Christopher Sabat is very good as well. Uh, what what's he done? He does uh, a gajillion other things. He does uh, Piccolo. He oh, yeah. does uh, Vegeta. He does uh, Major Armstrong from oh, yeah. FMA. You'll know you know that voice. Yeah, I definitely know that voice. He's amazing, and I really love him too. So. Uh, beyond that, uh, I mean, voice actor wise, I love me some Tara Strong because she does everything. She's great. Um, she's one of my favorites ever. Um, Joe DiMaggio is also mm-hmm. another one. Love, love that guy. You got your Benders. You got your Jake the Dogs. You got a uh, Joker a couple times actually, which is pretty wild. Um, he does good stuff. Freaking, um, yeah. There, I mean, I can't remember how to say his last name. It's Bo Bo Billingsla. Billingslaw? Billingslaw, maybe? Something like that. Uh, he's the voice of... He is most notably for... Or most notable for being Jet in Cowboy Bebop. Mm-hmm. I also love his his voice work as well. Yeah. There's um, quite a few really good... Yeah. Phil Lamar does a lot of good voices. Oh, God. Phil Lamar is amazing, Phil dude. Phil Lamar rips, dude. Tom Kenny's good. Um, He's, like, mostly known for being SpongeBob, but he's done yeah. a lot of voices, man. That dude, that dude who does the voice of Mr. Krabs also does the voice of the cop from Detroit Become Human. And I saw a thing where someone was comparing the scene from that game where, like, there's two robots that are, like, the same guy and he has to pick which one to kill. And a scene in SpongeBob that was the same thing, but it was two Mr. Krabs's. And I was like, yo, that's the same guy, though. That's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of my favorites are... There are older, older voice actors that people actually don't really appreciate anymore or at all because... Or I've never heard of them. Back asshole. in the day, voice acting was not all that great. Yeah. There's something very nostalgic about it still for me. Yeah, there, like are, those some, characters, there are several classic examples yeah. of really shitty voice acting. Yeah, but, you know, a lot of those are still my favorite voice actors because just the, the feeling of nostalgia that the voice has Now, how old are we talking? Me. Are you talking like Speed Racer and Astro Boy? Like, what's good? I'm not talking. I'm talking from 90s up. Okay. There's some good voice acting and other things, too. Oh, yeah. Though. Well, obviously. I just I just don't know most of the names. The only one I can for sure pick out anytime is Steve Bloom and mm-hmm. usually Tara Strong, although sometimes she's just too wicked. Um... And yeah, John DiMaggio, as I said. Phil Lamar. God, that guy's good. The freaking vamp voice. Holy moly. Got your Metal Gear 2. Mm-hmm. Um, talked like this. Blah, blah, blah. And there were some scenes where he had to talk very fast so that all the subtitles would match up, huh? Like, <laughs> it was crazy. <laughs> oh, that guy's really good, though. Have you have you watched that documentary? I know that voice. I have not yet. You gotta watch, You gotta look that up. I'm begging you to look that up. You're not doing anything else tonight. It's. I know it's on YouTube for free, or it was. I know it's on. It was on Netflix. It's definitely on one of those. Please watch it. It's so good. You're, you'll get a kick out of it. I promise. But, I believe um, you, buddy. I believe you. I'm begging you. You ain't doing shit else. It's like an hour. It's like an hour and twenty minutes long. It's baby stuff. Look at right. I'm looking. I'm gonna look it up right now on the YouTube. Okay. I know that voice. Let's see. All right, it was taken down off YouTube. It's almost certainly still on Netflix. Hey, say something. We got dead air going right now. I'm reading. I'm, uh, I had to think of her name. Uh, Lisa Ortiz is another one that I really love. Now, what's she done? 
you might know her best as well. I don't know if you know her. She's Lena Inverse on Slayers. Um, she's Serenity Wheeler on Yu-Gi-Oh. She okay. is. Let's see. She's uh she's Chopper from One Piece, the little reindeer. You know I don't care about One Piece. Well, I'm just throwing it out there. Let Fair me enough. see. Let me see some of her other. She's got a bunch of big ones. I don't know if there's any that you've watched. Have you seen uh uh? Let's see. That's not a good one. She's so many things. The list is huge. Dead air song. Lena Inverse. Dead yeah, air dead air song. song. <laughs> uh, we're both just looking at our phones, looking up more voice actors. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, this I know this makes for great radio. Yep. This is. This is I'm good done stuff, looking. Man. I really like her stuff. Yeah, man. Um, there's a lot of good voice. I mean, but if the original, the original question being who's who should be Joe if they bring it over, it's for sure Steve Bloom. Yeah. I mean, I would be, yeah. I would, look, oh, I'd be down for pretty much anyone to do it. I, I would like for yeah. this to get a dub just so more people can be uh, exposed to it. If I had my druthers, it would be Steve. I'd tell you who I wouldn't have do it. Who's that? Sean Chimmel, man. What's wrong with Sean? Because he can't do anything but Goku. What's wrong with Sean? Every other voice he ever does sounds hey, like Goku. Hey, it's me, Goku. Except for King Kai. Hey. And that voice always just sounds like King Kai. Where are your friends? The KO Kid all right, dude. <laughs> Wait, I'm, keep going. I love this. I'm I'm burning up in here, dude. What if What if King Kai met? You're gonna uh, bring us out with King Kai this what time. If, what if King Kai met um um Hercule? <clears throat> I think it'd go a little <clears throat> something like this. Well, hey, <laughs> I can't do King Kai. Oh, hey, King Kai, how's it going today? You go use your spirit bro. I can't do the voice. I sound like a fucking. You know I don't I do that. Like a dog. Smoke and mirrors and I, sound, I sound like fucking Grover over it. <laughs> I can't do this. Shit. All right, let's get the plugs. Uh, we got the Facebook. It's hey, a good buggy, good buddies universe on Facebook. We got your uh, the Twitter, which is TGB underscore Anime Pod. Anime it's all Pod. Lowercase. Good stuff. We also got uh, check us out. Oh, YouTube and Instagram under Rap Kick Media. Yep, that's good stuff. We are uh, affiliated. Obviously. Good Buddies Universe on Facebook. I already said that when that was the first okay. thing I said. You dick. It's um, hot, dude. <laughs> don't forget you can send us questions at our original uh, inbox, which is the Gmail. Yeah, the Good Buddies Anime Pod at Gmail Didn't have to spell it. Good job. Uh, we also have the Tumblr, thegoodbuddies.tumblr.com. Remember, you can send us uh, questions, comments anywhere. You Nudes. can leave a comment. New <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> That's what it's been about the whole time, isn't it? You just want to get enough followers to start sending you. Yeah, I'm missing my high school DXD. You're fucking worst. <laughs> You're the worst. There's like a billion other things you could watch. You freaking dip. Um, but yeah, we're also available wherever your fine podcasts are sold. Your podcast addicts, your Stitchers, your 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 Podbeans, anywhere except mm-hmm. Spotify. Spotify. Eventually, one day we'll be there. I don't know, man. We're not on the spoofy, but. Yeah, I'm feeling good about it. I would, of course, like to give a shout out to our good buddies, uh, Married with Sea Monsters, mm-hmm. aka the Mary Janes, for the use of our opening theme song, Paper Doll. You can find that on the Mary, Jan- uh, no, at marriedwithseamonsters.bandcamp.com. 
Uh, they're also on Spotify, but that's where the cool stuff is, is on the Bandcamp. We also have our good buddy Petty Theft yep. for our outro, uh, which we still don't have a definitive yeah, name yet, but we have one contender, yeah. and he's sitting at the Sweet top. Sweet Anime Dreams. His name is Sweet Anime Dreams. You can find him on SoundCloud and on Twitter at Petty Theft. That's two P's at the beginning, two T's at the end, Petty Theft. We should get a whole bunch of people to eventually submit, you know, until we have a sizable amount, and then make... Then make Petty Theft submit a title for it and not pick his. It's the worst. It's the worst. You're it's a the monster. Best. It's the best. You trolling. All you, right. You gonna take us out, King Kai? I'll take us out. I'm actually gonna do. Uh, I'm gonna do Goku. Okay. Uh, so from all of us here at the Good Buddies Universe, I'm your good buddy Brandon, and I'm your good buddy Roger. What I didn't tell you is it's the subtitle Goku. Damn it!